Hello, and welcome to All Things Travel. A question people frequently ask us is, I'm going to be in Orlando for a conference and thought I'd go to Disney. What should I do at Epcot? Today, we'll tell you how to have an epic day at Epcot. You're listening to All Things Travel, episode 96. Original air date, February 16th, 2022. So Shane, when you have somebody ask you a question like that, where they're going to be in the parks for one day or maybe a couple evenings in conjunction with their conference in Orlando, what's the biggest piece of advice that you give them? I'm glad you phrased it that way because I think it's important. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I think it's important to distinguish between a Disney day and the complete Disney experience. Absolutely. I I agree with you there. And so that's the way we're going to do it. We're going to look at a Disney day. This is just a day trip to Disney while you happen to be in the area for something else. You're not going to be staying at a resort. You are not using the services of an expert Disney planner such as you or me. You're just there for the day because you want to have some kind of Disney experience. Not the complete, but just some kind of Disney experience. Kind of wet the whistle, if you will. Yeah. And for this type of trip, Ryan and I will both recommend that you upgrade to Genie Plus And that's what we're going to base this discussion on is how to have an epic day at Epcot. All right. So before we talk about this epic day, I want to know where in the world is all things travel, Shane? West Branch, Iowa. Wow. Welcome, Iowa. This is our first Iowa to show up on where in the world is all things travel. All right. It's 10 miles east of Iowa City. And I think we would have a joyful time at the Down Under Brew Pub. Ooh, I like that. Tell me about it. It's named not for its atmosphere, which is not Australian, but because it's in the basement right there in downtown. It's so it's, it's down, un, it's down, under downtown, under. down under. That sounds pretty cool. I bet there's a speakeasy vibe maybe to that. Yes, there is. It's that dive bar type feel that I love. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, hey, Iowa, reach out to Shane and I either on the Facebook group or via email. We've got a little thank you gift for being featured on the show, and we'd love to hear from you. So, okay, Shane, Epcot is going to be, and I say going to be because they're still reconfiguring and redesigning. Epcot is going to be broken up into four different neighborhoods. World Celebration, which is going to be right at the front area there with the Epcot ball, if you will, where everybody's, when you think of Epcot, that's what you think of. World Discovery which is going to be all about science and some science fiction and different things like that. And then world nature, which has to do with the seas and the land, some of the traditional things that have been that have been part of Epcot. And then the back part of Epcot, which is world showcase. These Mm. four neighborhoods are going to make up what Epcot is going to be here in the next couple of years. What did you think of the name changes? I think it's fine. It, it it breaks it up a little bit more than just having Future World and World Showcase. So I think that's I think that's good. I'm always in favor of evolution when it comes to the parks. I don't need things to always stay the same. I don't like to see things going away. Right. But I always like to see changes and movement forward. I think that the scale of what they were planning to do with Epcot was so grand. That unfortunately, I think COVID has backed those up a little too much. There were Mm -hmm. some things that I was really excited about with the Epcot renovations that I don't think will make the the cut. But that's for a different show. 
most of Future World was not the future anymore. Yeah, so right, it was, right, it was right. I, 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 I think I posted one time when we were at Epcot that I took a picture of the bank of the telephones and it was kind right. of made a joke about future communication and <laughs> yes. future world. And it was like the bell services uh, phones there. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. So if we're using Genie Plus, and we're not going to go through what Genie Plus is, but if we're using it for that day, Shane, we have several considerations to think about for that day. First and foremost, you're going to have your tickets before the day you go, and you're going to want to have Genie Plus before the day you go. Don't wait and purchase it at the gate, or you're going to miss all of the advantage of Genie Plus, because you need to make some decisions about your individual attraction selections. And right now at Epcot, that's Remy's Ratatouille Adventure and uh, Frozen Ever After. I am sure that when Guardians of the Galaxy comes out, that will be an individual attraction selection. But we don't know that. We don't know when specifically yet. The Lightning Lanes then is basically anything else other than the show, the World Showcase movies. And oddly enough, the Three Caballero rides are not on the, the Lightning Lane as options. So... What? That ride's underrated, I think. It is I completely underrated. Ride. Yeah, completely underrated. So basically what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to have to decide that morning, do, am I buying one or both or none of the individual attraction selections and then make your first Lightning Lane attraction selection based on when you're going to arrive at the parks. Now, one thing to keep in mind, though, with the individual attraction selections if you are, I, I say that we're not going to talk about Genie Plus and now we're giving all these Genie Plus tips. That's okay. <laughs> it's it's part of the fun. If you're staying off property, remember that you will not be able to make that first individual attraction selection until the park opens. So that is, again, you need to be on this. You need to be ready to go because how you handle those first selections with Genie Plus will matter. So for me, if I'm looking at one day at Epcot, I really have two approaches that I'm going to take. The first is I'm going to focus on the rides and I'm going to try to do all the rides, all the attractions that I want to do. Maybe this is for somebody who hasn't experienced Epcot or hasn't experienced Epcot for several years. So there are things that are new or my, my other approach, to be quite honest, is to avoid a lot of the rides and focus on World Showcase and maybe do a couple attractions. But focus on the food, focus on the sites, focus on the shopping having to do with World Showcase. I think if you're looking at one day, you really need to choose one of those approaches. It doesn't mean you're not going to see everything, but you're not going to do a deep dive into everything. You have to choose one or the other. So if somebody wants to do the attraction-based day, how would you suggest they approach that, Shane? That's the way that I would suggest it for a Disney day. Okay. Not staying on property. You're probably not going to use a Skylighter entrance. You'll use the main entrance. And so that's the part you're going to see first. So take care of that while you're there and then head on over to World Showcase. Yes, absolutely. So for me, one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to try to get a lightning lane for my second priority ride. And I say that because for me and my family, usually our top priority ride is either now with this new system, something that we purchase ahead of time. So for instance, when we go this spring, None of us have, rim have ridden Remy's, so we're just going to flat out pay for that. We're not even going to worry about waiting in line. We're just going to spend the money to do it. But I'm going to rope drop the ride that I want to do first. So I may get a lightning lane for test track 
and then rope drop Soren. Or I may get a lightning lane for Soren and rope drop Frozen Ever After so that I know that I've hit, I've got those two rides taken care of as close to first thing in the morning as I can. And that's a good approach when you have your priorities of what you want to do. Do those first and or reserve the spots, yeah. the, the lightning lane spots first. Yeah. And I think what you're going to find is in Epcot, there's not a lot of attractions necessarily compared to the other parks. So I think if you approach it as this is your day to focus on the attractions, you're going to be able to between general standby times and Genie, you're going to be able to get most everything done that you want to get done. The one thing to consider is test track is often down. So be careful with using that as your lightning lane because you don't want to get stuck and having to wait and for time to make another lightning lane if you only have that for that one day. So a good option is to rope drop test track and then that way you're done yeah if that's a if that's a a must do for you probably want to do it again yeah exactly you know something on though and that side of the park for me things that people often miss or not miss but rush through going to the seas with nemo and friends or turtle talk with crush if if you don't have small children you may think you want to skip that building however Keep in mind, that's one of the largest aquariums in North America. So if that's of interest to you, even if you're not doing the attractions, you're going to want to go over to that building. Soren, if a ride like Soren isn't of interest to you, make sure to not forget about living with the land. If you want something a little slower paced and you're interested in gardening and plants and food, that is a great ride. The quick service restaurant that's in that building is one of the best places to grab a snack or a quick meal. So again, don't just rush through these buildings thinking there's only that one ride that you have to see. Each one has several things that, that are good to, to know about. Yeah, living with the land is fascinating. If you have even the smallest interest in gardening or where your food comes from, where it could come from, you definitely want to make sure living with the land is on your list. Absolutely. One key piece of advice, regardless of which of these two approaches you take, map out your dining ahead of time. The best thing about Epcot is there are tons of quick service and table service options for dining. The worst part about Epcot is there are tons of quick service and table service dining options. So you really have to know ahead of time, especially if you want a reservation or you're going to be hitting a festival on the, around the park. You're going to want to know that ahead of time. It's going to save you time and stress when it comes to to eating time. That's because it's a good place to get decision fatigue because there are so many options. Yeah. And then one option to help with that is to share because you're going to have a lot of, you're going to see a lot of different things that you want to try. So even before your sit down lunch or dinner, share something so that you have some room left for the other things that you're going to see. And I would even say, you know what, if I'm at Epcot for one day, and time is money for me, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even make a reservation. There's enough quick service and festival oh, yeah. options throughout mm-hmm. most of the year. I don't, unless you really want to hit a, a certain restaurant specifically, I don't think you need to do it because most everything you want to have has some quick service option around the parks. You know, if you want to have uh, a Rosen Crown experience, then yes, going to the fish, going to Yorkshire. <laughs> fish and chips right next door and having it quick service is 
almost, if not better, because you can sit outside and enjoy the day. That is another thing I like about Epcot is the availability to make sure that you're fed and energized to get through the day without having to worry about reservations somewhere because there are so many options. Absolutely. So now we've decided that's how we're going to handle our attractions day. We're going to use our Genie Plus tip board. We're going to be able to map out our day, knowing that we're going to have to go a little bit into World Showcase for Three Caballeros in Mexico, for Frozen Ever After in um, in Norway. But Shane, what are some approaches if we have, I don't know, let's say more of an adult trip. Maybe we have a couple of coworkers who are there for a conference and want to enjoy the day at Epcot, you know, eating around the world or, or taking in one of the festivals. How would we approach that differently? There are a lot of... I don't know why it is that when we think adult time, we just assume that we're going to be drinking probably because we are, but (laughs) well, and I just, that tends to be more of what I think with Epcot, that's the place where you can, you know, you and I have both talked about strolling around Epcot with a beer, taking in the the pavilions and things like that. That's, that's what I was envisioning there. So it's, it, of course you can have adults that want to do the attractions. (laughs) No shame on them. That's fine. You can do that. I think a great option is the Mexico area because you get to go inside the pyramid so you can get out of the heat or whatever the climate is. If you can get inside to a climate controlled area and it's the lighting is is nice. You can see well, but it's a little dark. And then you have a restaurant there. You have the the three caballeros ride there and the tequila bar there, which is uh, the kind of the point of the adult trip aspect of this. And like I said earlier, it just seems like that Mexico area is a little underrated for some reason. I don't know if it's because it's there at the beginning and people just want to make sure they see everything. And which is probably the challenge I think of Epcot is don't rush through World Showcase to make sure you see everything. There are so many details in each country that you want to take your time and enjoy. Yes. And going back, that was my frame of reference for an adult trip because I know when we first went with little kids, that wasn't an option wandering around Morocco to take in the details and the different shops wasn't something that a four and a six-year-old kid were necessarily interested in doing, at least in my family. So that's more why I think about now when I go back with my wife or I'm there at our agent training with friends, we tend to stick to that side of Epcot. That's what I meant by that. Yeah, because Morocco is a fascinating Oh, it's experience to wander through there, but there's no attraction, so the kids aren't going to be as interested in it. And one of the things that I've really appreciated about Epcot recently is when I've gone back these last several times, there's more live entertainment. It lends itself to strolling along and stopping in England and hearing the band play outside the pub and walking over to Canada and listening to Alberta Bound. And in uh, Japan, you've got the Taiko drummers. You've got more of that going on. So, So that's why I said at the very beginning, I think it's okay to take this as an approach of this is going to be the majority of your day. Which also means that you can have a more relaxing time at Epcot strolling through and taking your time at each area versus trying to rush through. That seems like it would be a better break from a conference than going to the theme park and rushing through to to hit everything that's on your checklist. Sure. And and again, I, I think so. That's why I'm saying look at it from those two approaches. What type of day do you want? And then plan for that, whether it's an attractions focused, whether it's a world showcase focus, or maybe a little bit of both, knowing that you're then not going to be able to do everything. Now, obviously, if you're doing a focus on more world showcase or one of the festivals, 
Genie Plus then does not become as important. You may decide to buy one of those individual attractions for the the more popular rides, and you can do that without buying Genie Plus for the day. It's really up to you, but I, I think Shane's right from the very beginning. If you're there one day, Genie Plus makes a lot of sense. We expect that we're going to go to Disney World again. This person who's just doing a Disney day to try it out, it's going to be under what we realize is going to be the mistaken impression that it's going to be their only day at Disney. And so they're, they might be saying, well, you know, you want to go to Disney again. You can take your time. We want to see everything on this day. So we can't take our time. And Genie Plus is going to help with that. And, and, and that's a real good point. And when you're essentially for the cost of a cocktail over the course of the day, if you're able to do even four or five different things using Genie Plus, that's worth the money right there. Absolutely. Yeah. $15 yeah. per person definitely makes it worth the time. So Shane, when you think of Epcot, just to wrap up our conversation here, how does your family approach Epcot? If you look at your Epcot day as you play in your trip, how does this day tend to play out? At the end of that day, we're going to scroll through the photos on our phone, labeling all of the pictures of food and drinks. meaning for us we want to go try some food and wander through the different countries in world showcase gotcha and for our family it's the constant decision that i brought up at the very beginning of the show my wife and son want to ride rides my daughter and i want to stroll through world showcase and try different food at the festivals and it's the <laughs> the constant give and take of that and and so that's why i say that's a really important decision to make at the beginning of your planning because it really can dictate how you manage the day and that is probably going to change for us when the guardians of the galaxy ride opens because oh, a- we'll absolutely. probably want to ride that many times during that day <laughs> absolutely absolutely so We would love to help you plan your Epcot day. We can help you with tickets. We can help you with Genie Plus. We can help you with planning. Even if it's part of a conference or an event that takes you to Orlando that doesn't have you staying at Disney property. Jade and I are both travel advisors with Creating Magic Vacations. And you can reach us at Ryan, that's me, R-Y-A-N, at creatingmagicvacations.com. Or Shane, S-H-A-Y-N-E, at creatingmagicvacations.com. Planning a trip to Disney can be confusing and overwhelming. And we work with you to plan the trip that's perfect for you, perfect for your family, and do it saving you time, money, and stress. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show so you can join us next time on All Things Travel. And remember, never stop exploring. You and I would recommend that the Disney Traveler upgrade to Disney Plus. Why can't I say Genie? I just don't want to say Genie. <laughs>